Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's Bundesliga match against Armenia Bielefeld in the first game that the Bavarians will have since being eliminated by, of course, Villarreal in the Champions League. And before we even dive too far into the Armenia Bielefeld match, I just want to touch a little bit on the aftermath of that Champions League loss, that defeat that sent the Bavarians packing for the European season. And I don't want to dive too much into the greater, larger effects of it and everything like that. We will cover some of that on the weekend warm up podcast. But I just wanted to take a look at uh, some specific lineup things that might uh, really affect how the Bavarians line up this weekend. Of course, at the end of the match there, we saw Julian Nagelsmann pull Luca Hernandez off uh, for in favor of Alfonso Davies. Turns out that Hernandez has a bit of an injury. We don't know for sure as of yet whether this is a new injury or the thigh ailment that he was dealing with last week. Uh, it's possible that he either just re-aggravated it or that Byron was simply just being cautious with Hernandez based on having that previous injury. So we don't know really much about that yet. But one of the things I did want to talk about in the wake of that match was uh, how this will all affect Bayern Munich going forward in terms of the Bundesliga games for the season. Now there's no cup competition to worry about. There's no European competition to worry about. It'll be very interesting to see how Julian Nagelsmann uses his bench players, uses his young players moving forward. Obviously, this is a tired Bayern Munich team right now. They uh, looked like they had some heavy legs at the end of that match against Villarreal. You could see the high intensity, the high energy that they played with. It wasn't that they looked tired early in the match, but I think they were getting a little bit spent by the end. This game against Armenia Bielefeld would seemingly be a great time to rest some of those veterans, incorporate some of the youngsters, and maybe get some of your bench players a little bit more time. And I do think that Nagelsmann is going to consider that. I do think that in some areas he will make those kinds of substitutions and, and changes to his lineup. But I think it's going to be very difficult. This is a very proud and veteran squad. I'm sure they are a bit embarrassed. I'm sure they're a bit feeling bad for themselves uh, after that Villarreal match. And I think by and large, they're want, they're going to want to get back on the pitch. So there's going to be a push and pull between what the players want and what the coach might want to do moving forward, especially in a match like this, because it is a time where you could probably give those players uh, some rest. Uh, Armenia Bielefeld, obviously not one of the powerhouses of the league. So uh, let's just take a look at that. We'll see where they're at in the standings. But keep in mind that Nagelsmann's going to have some tough choices to make, and the players could make those choices even tougher if they if they really put up a fight and want to stay in the lineup. So let's take a look at where each team is in the standings, as we always do. After 29 match days in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich is atop the standings. They have 22 wins, three draws, four losses. They have 69 points. Like I said, good enough for top in the top spot in the league, a very nice spot in the league, if you will. Um, as far as goals go, they have 86 goals for 29 goals against recent form in the Bundesliga, three wins, two draws for Bayern Munich. Of course, their last league match was a one nil victory last weekend over FC Augsburg, which 
was not all that convincing and probably should have given us a little bit of uh, an idea that Byron had not quite worked out of its offensive funk that has been really uh, taking, it's really taken over the team over the past couple of weeks here. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Byron can work its way through that against Armenia Bielefeld. And let's touch on the home team for this weekend. Armenia Bielefeld is in 16th place. They are in danger of relegation. Uh, through 29 match days, they have five wins, 11 draws, and 13 losses. That is good for 26 points. Those 26 points are the same as 17th place, Hertha Berlin. So it'll be a very interesting matchup uh, in terms of what Armenia Bielefeld can do against Bayern, if they can do anything, and see if they can stay ahead uh, slightly of Hertha Berlin. Of course, Bielefeld is also just one point behind VfB Stuttgart, who has just been snake bitten once again this season. Uh, Stuttgart has 27 points. So it's possible that Bielefeld really could find its way in with any luck. It could, it could actually get out of this relegation danger zone with any luck over the next couple of weeks, but it's going to be difficult. Looks like the only club that is absolutely 100% going to be relegated at this point is Greuther Fürth who I always love to try and pronounce that because I have an awful Philly accent and generally am tongue-tied most of the time. They have 16 points, so they are pretty much S-O-L, as we like to say. All right, so the recent form for Armenia Bielefeld is four losses and one draw over the last five games, yes. Uh, Bielefeld has not been good. Armenia Bielefeld has uh, just kind of been awful of late, so... Let's go back to those last five games. It was a 1-0 loss to Augsburg, a 1-0 loss to Dortmund, a 4-0 loss to Mainz, a 1-1 draw with VfB Stuttgart. That was an important match, of course, and a 4-0 loss to Wolfsburg. Armenia is in bad shape. When you look at this Armenia squad, of course, you want to start with the man between the sticks, Stefan Ortega, who has been Linked to Bayern Munich off and on over the last two seasons, I personally don't see any reason why Bayern would go out and spend money on a backup at this point for a club that's constantly bitching and complaining about finances. <laughs> There's no reason to go out and spend anything uh, on Ortega at this point. I know that he's he'd be a free transfer, but uh, I think when you look at him, you have to look at how much you'd have to pay a goalkeeper of his ilk and of his talent level, and I don't think it's worth it at this point. Um, one other, a couple of, I should say a couple of other players that you might want to keep an eye on. Uh, if you're an American, you, you probably have heard of George Bello, who is, uh, on the Armenia Bielefeld roster. It's really remains to be seen if he'll, he will get playing time at this point. Uh, he has kind of been in and out, uh, mostly out of the lineup. He's got six appearances this season. Uh, I don't know if we'll see him. I would guess just given the stage, if things get out of hand, uh, that Bello would probably come on as a sub against Bayern Munich. It's the type of game that if Bayern is in control, that other clubs like to, to get some time for their young players against that level of competition. So it wouldn't shock me if we see Bello. I just don't think that we will see him uh, as a starter in this one. One other player I think you should keep an eye on if you're a Bayern Munich fan and I'm probably going to blow his last name too. Um, Amos Piper, it could be Peeper. I, I am terrible with pronunciation. So I know Derek Ray would, would probably uh, hit me with a jackhammer right now if he could. 
um, and just keep pounding away at my brain and trying to get those translations or not translations, but pronunciations through my thick skull. But uh, he is a player who has been loosely, loosely, loosely linked to Bayern Munich. One, because he is German born. Two, because he's got a good profile for a central defender. And three, because he will be a free transfer in the summer. And why this might make sense, and, and, and again, this is really like we're grasping at straws here because we've seen the stories about Bayern Munich, either they're going to get another center back or they're going to pass on a center back and focus on something else. But the reason why Piper might be able to, to fill a role for Bayern Munich is because he wouldn't cost anything. He is a player that is emerging on the German national team scene as a possibility as one of those next generation defenders, he's only 24, which puts him in a very good spot in terms of uh, physical development where he can still build on his speed and strength, but has probably uh, for the most part is doing, well, obviously he's done growing by that time, but he's going to be able to continue to put on some good weight. He's going to be able to continue to build his speed and strength. And with the natural ability that he has, and the fact that he's already drawing some interest right now, from not just the German national team, but also allegedly from Bayern Munich, could be a good spot for Bayern to gamble on this type of player and see what he can develop uh, into with a club like Bayern Munich. Now, just looking at the finances of Bayern, you can you can easily say you know they can't go out and spend on a center back if they really are going to acquire uh, Nusser Mizrahi and Ryan Gra- Graben Birch. Uh, if those two players come in, obviously Mizrahi is a free transfer. Graven Birch or Graven Birch would be a player that would cost anywhere from we've seen 20 million to 35 million euro. So that whole situation has to be worked out, but doesn't leave a lot of finances available for a player like Piper. And I do think that it, it is a possibility that we could get to the summer transfer window. Byron could be looking to, to add someone and he could be a candidate if things work out. So that's just, you know, something to keep an eye on. Maybe a player gives you a, a reason to watch a player on Armenia Bielefeld. I think it would be a good idea to keep an eye on him because it's, it's a possibility that as, as his, his stature continues to grow as a player that's getting recognized, he could be the type of player that Byron gambles on. So uh, that's, that's kind of the lowdown on what you should look out for with Armenia Bielefeld this week. Of course for Byron, it is so hard to pick week to week who is going to start, how Nagelsmann is going to line these, these guys up. It's just become a chore. <laughs> so it's a chore because I, I like to try and, and, and be very close when I predict these. And I was pretty good uh, in terms of predicting the Champions League lineup the other day. I had a near miss. I did not expect Jamal Musiala to be in the lineup. Of course he was. Uh, as Nagelsmann went very offense heavy. So I'm predicting this week that we are going to see a return to the back four. And I think that's going to be dictated based on who's available. So we know that Nicholas Sula will be out because he's suffering from the flu. Uh, I think we can assume that Luca Hernandez is going to get a rest given he had to be taken out at the most key juncture of the match against Villarreal. So I would assume those two players will be down. So at center back, I would think we were going to see Dio Upamakano and Tangai Nianzu. I think we'll see Neuer in between the sticks. I think we will see Davies return to the starting lineup as a left back. And I think we will see Benjamin Pavar at right back. Uh, 
it's quite possible we could see a token star for Josip Stanisic as a right back. Uh, I don't think that Omar Richards will get another game here. I think Davies, uh, because he didn't start the last match, is definitely going to start this one. So feel pretty good about that prediction for the back four. In the double pivot, I think we will see Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. Uh, I just think that they need to, uh, you know, get more time together. Obviously, they have a great rapport and a good working relationship. But of late, because of injuries and COVID and whatnot, they haven't had as much time together. So I think it would be wise to get them back in order and synced up. So I think we will see Kimmich and Goretzka there. Where it gets very interesting is on the wings, because I think, you know, there are four possibilities we could see. Even though Nagelsmann does not like to use Musiala as a wing, I still throw him in that mix because, you know, of all the positions he's played, that's where he has looked most effective. And his while his skill set translates to anywhere really on the field, um, he is so dynamic that I think him working as a wing, uh, as much as Nagelsmann may not want to include him in the mix, I think it just makes sense to to keep him in that foursome. So uh, regardless of that, I think he's going to be on the bench anyway. <laughs> I also think that uh, this is probably a spot where we're going to see Kingsley Coman on the left side and Leroy Sané on the right. I know that is uh, that is annoying to a lot of fans because people want to see Sané over on the left side where he's been more productive and comfortable. Of course, he's actually been best working as an attacking midfielder in a back three formation, but that's really beside the point if I am picking a back four here. So I think we'll see Coman and Sané. I think Gnabry will be the odd man out. One thing I'm interested in Gnabry is, is if there's a pattern now that Gnabry ends up on the bench more than he's in the lineup, it makes me wonder if that's a kind of an idea of how things are going to go with his contract negotiations. It's a really big point right now for Gnabry that he wants to be paid like a starting level player, a world-class player. And depending on what Nagelsmann decides to do strategically next year with this formation, Gnabry could easily be a fourth or fifth option at one of those attacking midfielder positions. He's already complained about having to play wing back. He's already stated he wants to be, he wants to play more central, which would put him in one of those attacking midfield roles. So, you know, Nagelsmann, along with the squad planners, they're going to have to look at Gnabry, what he wants. They're going to look at what the coaching staff has planned. They're going to have to assess whether they can make it all work. And I'm not sure that they can, especially at the price point that Gnabry has for himself. So that is one fascinating subplot to continue to watch over the rest of the season. I think we will see Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski working together. I think both guys could use a rest. Uh, they both look a little worn down. They both do not have the same jump in their step. Now, I will give them both a lot of credit. They played their asses off, as did the rest of the team uh, on Tuesday. Uh, they really played hard. They played with urgency. I don't think that is that was a problem. They played with a lot of energy. Uh, I do think that they both could use a rest, though, because it is just it's tough right now with the amount of games that they have late, and these are both aging players that I think they just need to get fresh. I can't see the cult of personality that those two both have. Um, really giving in and taking a seat this week, though. I think we will see both Muller and Lewandowski on the pitch working together in a 4-2-3-1. So that's what I think is going to happen. That's how I think the team is going to line up. As far as a prediction goes, I'm going to go Bayern Munich 3, Armenia Bielefeld 0. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a fun match. I'll be honest. There, There is a part of me that thinks this is the classic look ahead for Bayern because they, they absolutely are coming off of 
just a terrible result and end result, ter- terrible end result, I should say, um, against Villarreal. They did not play great against uh, Augsburg last weekend. They have this, this Armenia Bielefeld match sandwiched in between all of that and Dirk Lasker next weekend against Bo- Borussia Dortmund. So it would not shock me at all if Byron gets caught looking ahead here. But I have to believe that the talent disparity is, is so wide. There's such a wide gap at the talent here that Byron is going to be able to get back on track and pick up a 3-0 victory. And then we'll have to really like put our head to the grindstone or whatever the saying is to figure out how this is going to work with Dortmund. For as up and down as Byron has been, Dortmund has been the even bigger roller coaster than Byron. So uh, we'll worry about that match next week. But 3-0 Byron over Armenia Bielefeld. That is the prediction. I uh, just want to say thanks to everybody who's been hanging in. Uh, thanks to everybody for checking the site. Obviously, we've been super busy the last few days. So we appreciate all of uh, the activity you guys have had, not just in reading the post, but in comments. And also with the podcast, I know it's been a lot of me lately. We have uh, some staffers down for the count for a little bit, but uh, once I need no names, schedule opens back up. He'll be back in the mix. And Tom's been a bit under the weather. Uh, frankly, Schnitzel's been MIA. I think he's been busy too. So I think we uh, will see more of Samrin now. She's back in the mix as well. So it's been a rotating cast of characters. Everybody's working hard on and off of the site. So I appreciate all of their efforts, just like I appreciate all of you that listen and read uh, everything that we produce at Bavarian Football Works. So as always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get Tom Adams at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get Samron and Schnitzel when they are on the site and the posts they do. I love when I hear their voices on the podcast as well. Uh, you can also get our Twitter account for the site at Bavarian FB Works. So check us out. Uh, check our site daily. Check Tom out on the Twitter account. Uh, we appreciate all the interaction. So, hey, have a great weekend. Uh, stay tuned for the weekend warm-up podcast, which will be released early Friday morning, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, as always, that's a lot of fun for me. So, hey, have a great, great weekend. Enjoy the game and try and shake off that Villarreal loss the best you can.